day and welcome to our service. We would like to welcome our Hatfield South community, our Hatfield East community, those who are joining us on our online platforms and also our global community and for those that are listening to us over the radio. We welcome you to our service this morning. For those who are visiting us for the first time um, on our online platform and over the radio, a warm word of welcome to you too. As we go into a time of worship now, I would just like to make mention that our announcements would be found on our different platforms, on our websites. And so for the Hatfield South community, if you would please look at your website and for the Hatfield East community, you can find our announcements on our website. I'd like to take the time to highlight one announcement in particular, and that is that the Hatfield Art Center Music Academy is hosting online um, lessons in this time of lockdown. And so you're most welcome from the 6th of April, where the second term starts, to go online and to register and to become a part of those um, classes and lessons. As we go into a time of worship now, could I ask you, in your lounge, wherever you find yourself um, today, to please stand. Um, we would love to worship the Lord together, and I'm gonna take a time to pray for us as we enter into the time of worshiping the Lord together. Father, we thank you that we can gather all across the nation in different spaces this morning, different places, to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. And Father, we come as individuals, as families across the globe to bring praise to your name and glory, even in a time like this where it feels like we are restricted physically, but we know that in the spirit there is freedom, freedom to move, because your word says that it is in Christ that we live and breathe and have our being. And so thank you, Lord, that we can worship you together today. In Jesus' name, let's enjoy worship. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. And I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. And I raise a
Sing a little louder. 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 I raise a hallelujah. I raise a
you are the same. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, forever. That our circumstances are not dependent on who you are. Because you are the same. So thank you, Lord, that when we worship you, that we bring all our circumstances under you.
As we welcome the Lord's presence in the different spaces that we find ourselves, whether as family members or individuals, we recognize that the Lord is with us in the midst of what we are facing. And as we continue to worship, I would just like to release one or two words felt by brothers and sisters in our community as we continue to worship. So I'm going to call up Mamela and then Darlene as they release the words that God has put on their hearts to share with us as a community. So I'm reading from Psalm 16 verse 8 and it says, I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory, my innermost self rejoices. My body too dwells in safety. For you will not abandon me in shoal, nor will you allow the Holy One to undergo decay. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And I just want to pray this verse into your life. Lord Jesus, we set our eyes before you. <laughs> we will not be shaken, but we will be moved by your presence, God. And so, Father God, as we set our eyes before you as a family, as we set our eyes before you as a church, as we set our eyes before you as a nation, Father God, we open up our eyes, we open up our hearts, and we say, come in, move in our homes, move in our nations. We are ready. We are listening to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. you. I just felt Romans 5 on my heart uh, from verse 2 and it says, and we boast not in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, 
but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so my question is, if this verse says, hope does not put us to shame, then where is our hope? Is our eyes turned to the Lord, like Mamiela just said, like he just read in Psalm 16? Are we holding on to that? Are we leaning in so that what is, sh is shaken can fall away and the not shaken, what cannot be shaken stays? Can I ask you to turn your hearts to God as he prayed and say, God's hope, our hope in the Lord will not put us to shame. Thank you, Darlene. And so as we continue to worship, as children of God, our hope is in God. And we are no longer slaves to fear in this world, but His love casts out fear in our hearts. And so as we continue to worship, may the love of God overwhelm you with His presence to cast out fear that you might be experiencing right now. Oh 
generation and you made a way where there seems to be no way God and we lift your name up Jesus we lift your name up Father a joy in our hearts, a hope in our hearts, and consumes us with his love. And as part of being consumed with his love, even in difficult times as these, we are still able to give to God, even in our tithes and offerings, because we trust him. And so on your screens now, you um, see your snap scan and just your information in terms of um, how to give your tithes and offerings, and just to encourage you and to say thank you um, in this time. And we know it's difficult times, but thank you for continuing to give to the Lord and for being hopeful and faithful even in that space. Thank you for the price you pay. 
we would like to hand over to Pastor Louis now as he prays for us as a congregation. And so let's hand over to Pastor Louis. Dear Lord, thank you for being with us during this wonderful time of worship. Lord, I thank you that in both our churches, the South Church and the East Church, that we're experiencing just your presence with us. Thank you that you love us so much, that you've not left us, you've not forsaken us, Lord, but that you are so real and so present with us. I pray, Lord, that as we go into the sharing of the word, that your spirit would speak to us and that you would strengthen us and encourage us and that our faith will arise so that we can be your vessels and be used by you in this time. I pray for every family, every household, every place where this message goes to this morning. I pray that your presence will continue to be there and that your goodness and that your faithfulness will be our portion in this time. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi family, how are you doing? By the time you watch this, you would be in your third day of the lockdown. And I pray that you are experiencing God's presence right there with you in your home. Like Daniel experienced God's presence in the lion's den. I'm not saying your family are the lions, but may you be experiencing God's presence. Think of Manoah and his family in the ark. God was right there with them. Or perhaps you're not with people. You're on your own in lockdown. And think of Joseph that was on his own in a prison cell, but God was with him. Or even you could be one of the people that are working during this time, like healthcare providers or our police or people just at grocery stores working. And uh, I pray that you'd be experiencing God's grace and God's favor with you. We have recorded the messages and we're going to be with you every Sunday, 9.30. We're going to continue to meet to worship together and to share the word together. So join us on all of our social media platforms and on 103 FM on Impact Radio. Except on Good Friday, we will still be meeting, 9.30, we're going to have a service, but it will not be on Impact Radio, only on our social media platform. So please join us and let's continue to be a family and a community together. I'm so thankful during times like this that I can turn to the scripture and find such encouragement from the scripture. I think of all the stories in the scripture of people that faced such difficult times that God was with them. It seems to me that when times get tough, God moves. Think of all the stories in the scripture, whether it was famine, whether it was a time of pestilence, a time of persecution, a time of war, whatever people were going through, God moved. And so often that was because in a time of difficulty, there were people that stepped out in faith, that heard what God's voice, that saw what God was wanting to do in that time and didn't shrink back, but stepped up and said, Lord, you can use me. They became catalysts for the move of God during difficult times. I mean, think of Moses, think of Abraham, think of Ruth, think of Esther, think of Joseph, Gideon, think of all these mighty people that we read of in the scripture. They all faced really difficult times, but they didn't shrink back. They didn't hold back. They stepped up and they were used by God. And I believe God is moving in our time right now. I mean, we're the descendants of these amazing people. Our forefathers are the disciples. Think of the disciples there in the upper room under lockdown by fear and because of 
the fear of persecution. They were hiding away. A little different than our situation, but still keeping themselves to themselves, praying. And then bam, the Holy Spirit comes. And right from that room, the world is changed and is still being changed today because there were disciples that said, nothing is going to push us back. We're going to continue to trust God for His move and to do what God is calling us to do. As a church, we've been speaking a lot about what it means to be a disciple. And one of the ways we describe that is we use the word whole life disciple. A whole life disciple is just somebody that loves Jesus with their whole life. That in every area of their life wants to consistently grow as a follower of Jesus. We use the framework of up, in and out to describe discipleship and to practice our discipleship. We talk about up. How are we growing in our love for God up? How is our relationship with God developing and becoming stronger. We talk about in. How are we growing in community? We all need people in our lives that strengthen us, that, that keep us going during difficult times and that, that we get equipped by and fed by. The in. How are we growing in our in? And then out. We all need to be those people that are used by God for somebody else to help them, to serve them. And that's our out. So we, we always want to know in every situation, in every context, there's no season where discipleship stops. We're always growing and becoming better followers of Christ. And often during difficult times, it's a great time to grow as a disciple. So I'd like us to think a little bit today about what does it mean to be a disciple of the fo and, and a follower of Jesus during the time of this lockdown and the time of the crisis that we're facing. So I've asked some friends and, and colleagues to join Natasha and myself, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about what they're seeing and experiencing during this time. So let me introduce them all to you. You'll know them, but just perhaps there's some people here that don't know them. On, on my left here is Gerben, very far away. You see we're practicing our good distance, and even on camera. So quite over there on the eastern side of the world, there's Gerben. And uh, you'll know Gerben as a service director on Sundays. He's also the person that takes a leading role in discipling our worshipers and discipling all of us in worship. So thanks for joining us, Herbert. Then Leticia here, she's uh, the person that oversees all our teams that, that disciples our younger people. So our, our children, our, our youth, and our uh, young adults here at the East Church is her responsibility. So great to have her with us. Then let's all up. On my far right, on the western side there, or I think it's actually the northern side. of uh, He's uh, one of the pastors here at the east and uh, is involved with our community hub and just helping people during this time also. And then the person that I am in lockdown with, so pray for me, is Natasha, my wife. And uh, she's also the executive pastor of the Hatfield Christian Church South. And we'll be speaking about just in her experience what she's seeing happening in that community. So we want to talk about up, in and out how to grow during a time of lockdown and crisis as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a question here in the midst of you, and I don't know who wants to go first. Um, perhaps, Gerben, you can start us off on this. And, and I want to ask a question about up. So we're in a time where church gathering, we can't do. I mean, we, we're sitting here and the, and the facility is empty because we can't gather. But it's, it's always been such a dominant feature in our spirituality is gathering on a Sunday with our fellow brothers and sisters to be encouraged. And it's great. And we look forward to when we can do it again. But in a season now where we can't do it, what, are, what is your experience about how you can grow during this time to worship in your worship of the Lord and loving the Lord more during this time? Well, we've, we've, as for Christian Church, we've always seen we, uh, the gathering as an output 
you know, uh, of course you get input and you get fed and the Lord speaks to you and there's revelation coming through the service, through the word, through every, everything we do in the liturgy. But at the end of the day, it's an output. It's a, a gathering together of the saints to celebrate what God has done during the week. So I see this really as an amazing opportunity to increase, to up the ante on the input. It's challenging times of, of that one has to ask himself or herself, like, what can I do in my spiritual disciplines, lifestyle as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, obviously, we have so much time now at hand, uh, being in lockdown, um, to maybe tap into some of the spiritual disciplines that normally uh, can, can kind of go come down on the list of priorities in, in daily living. Uh, I'm thinking of meditation or uh, practicing silence and solitude and, um, and, and um, also simplicity as a spiritual discipline. Our life is so hurried. The 21st century with techno technological revolution is, that, that we're in the midst of, everything now is not about that anymore. So I see it as an opportunity to re realize uh, as was written in Psalm 46, be still and know that I'm God. And to really create more inputs so that when we, I mean, I can already imagine the day that we get together again, the first gathering after the lockdown, whenever that is this year. Can you imagine the explosion of all that input, all that testimony? So I, I really want to encourage you all to, to make use of this time to practice those spiritual disciplines that you normally maybe not have a, as a priority. That's all I think of you as a pastor, but also a parent. Yes. You've got little ones at home. Yes. How was it on Sunday when you sat and watched the service <laughs> and the kids were there? And, you know, yes. what, what was the dynamics? It was, it was so special because I think it's, it's one of the things that you so easily take lightly because you have it here at church every Sunday. There's a C4G Children for God. They go there. You have your own main service. But something is different when we started to worship as a, as a family. It was totally incredible just seeing the kids raising their hands, also lifting the Lord's name up and wanting to pray for the church, wanting to pray for other people. And so it felt like something was really far more deeper than just church. It felt like the Lord was in the room with us and the Lord wanted to engage with each one of us. And when we were worshiping together, that opportunity was created. This was like the Lord is there with us. And so it felt very special as a, as a family that the Lord could be there with us and speak into the kids' lives and in our lives and start to touch us, remind us of who he is. And I really like what Herman is saying around uh, Psalm 46 verse 10, be still and know. It's those moments where we really acknowledge who is the Lord. He is the same yesterday today and forevermore. Younger people, I mean, they'd love to gather. I know they're used to social media space, so perhaps this is a time where they feel like, you know, things are happening on their space. But I know they also love to meet together. So just what have you heard from some of them? And so it's wonderful that we, in this time, social media has been a platform for the young adults to engage with one another. They've also gotten onto the Zoom app which they've discovered and is wonderful. And they met on Sunday together at 12 o'clock to actually pray for the country. And it was such a wonderful time for them. So they're trying to keep their connections through your WhatsApps, your social media platforms, and just to engage with one another through that. That's wonderful. I think of, of our family on Sunday when we sat down and watched the service and, and, and participated in the worship. And uh, we, we had to say to each other, look, we have to stand and worship. We can't just sit because otherwise you, you, you're watching, you're not participating. 
And it, it can get a bit of distracted at home, you know, because suddenly you just go off and now somebody wants to go make a cup of tea. You had to apply yourself to do that. And I'm sure you experienced the same. But our time together is so vital in worshiping the Lord. And I want to encourage you to just, just keep, keep in that, that space. Keep worshiping with us. I don't know, Natasha, if you want to add something, just what's, what you think is important during this time? I think um, it is important, the habits of your heart um, at this time. It's, it's a real opportunity to think of what is the habits of my heart? You know, is it, am I running to God? Or am I running away from God? You know, um, in the South Church, we started a, a Bible reading program and we are actually continuing with it. You know, is, a, is it a habit of your life to read the Bible, especially in this time, to meditate on scripture, as Gerben said, to meditate, you know. Every decision you make makes a mark on your soul, and I think that's very important to know. What decisions am I making? Am I making those decisions up? You know, spending time with God, being in His presence, allowing Him to love you in this time, you know, and to really just love Him in this time. What a great opportunity for us to be in up yeah. moments. I think one of the challenges is what are the things that we're filling our hearts with at this time that, that sustain us. And if we don't fill our hearts with the, the good, the things of the scripture, the, the righteousness of the word, we're going to fill it with some other stuff. And then, it, then it's going to get really dangerous. We can, we can develop really bad habits during the time like this, I think. And, and that's a challenge. As families, we can develop really bad habits during this time or good habits. And let's talk about in a little bit. I mean, this is really is an effective time for us in terms of our in. Perhaps in has really become in now because now we're inside. We're in. We, we, we're in with our families. We're in, in lockdown. Some of you are not in families. You're on your own in lockdown. So, so what have you seen, guys, in terms of just how do we keep connected with others that, that help us grow? Not just sustain even where we are. We need to sustain our, our level of, of, of emotional, of physical, of spiritual health during this time, but also even grow during this time. So how can we do that? What have you seen people do or what have you observed? How can we grow in our in during this time? Tish? Yes. So I think prayer would be key. Yeah. Prayer keeps us connected to the Lord and it keeps us connected to one another. And if we all engaged in communing with God and each other through prayer, I think there is a deepening of connections through that. Yeah. So I've seen people... Um, start prayer groups, WhatsApp prayer yeah, groups, on. and that's been that's excellent yeah. in this time. And I think if you can do that as a regular thing that you say, we meet at a certain time to pray, it's a good, maybe a really good discipline to do that. H, you guys? I think one of the great things we have as a community is that we have community groups whereby you are with other believers in a, in a group. And in our congregation already, there are people using apps. Zoom is one of them. We are looking at Hangouts is one of them. Uh, I saw a new one uh, last night called House Party. House Party. <laughs> Sounds like a party, man. Let's do it. House Party. <laughs> a party at your you house. You join in. You join in. In that app, and you are part of a group, and, and you discuss, and you chat, and you pray for one another, and you encourage each other. And I see that there's a creativity that also comes from the, from the people to say, um, this will not stop. Our, our connection doesn't stop because of this. We yeah. continue to connect with one another. We continue to love and encourage each other. So those opportunities are there. Let us use the tools. Yeah. It was actually amazing on Sunday, um, um, I logged into Life Church, and um, we, as I logged in, I had other people say, hello, Natasha, you know, and I was like, hello, family, and it was just, I could feel that sense of community, you know, and that made me feel 
oh, I am part of a family, you know, and I think that's very important for even on those platforms to engage, engage in Facebook Live that we use as a platform, engage in the live church, you know, and the community groups, on the WhatsApp groups, that's what we're saying. Everything doesn't happen through a central group all of a sudden. It's now the community group leaders, you know, all the people starting to engage with one another, start realizing, I have a voice. And I want to encourage one another in this, you know. I have a little bit of a different uh, take on... on it's unusual on, that you on, have a different take yeah, on things. It is uh, <laughs> probably not, yeah. Um, I, I really sense in my spirit that um, it's a time for healing of hurry sickness. Uh, this is obviously of what I just said. We, when we up the up, I believe something in the in is going to change fundamentally. We're going to come out of this season. I sense this prophetically that that inherently will, it real, will rewire some of our heart's frequencies towards the Lord, but also towards ourselves. If the scripture says, love the Lord with all, of, you know, with all that you are, but then love your neighbor as yourself, I think the as yourself part is going to get healed. It's going to get um, uh, anchored down in a true identity of Christ, if it, like a ne- next level identity. And, and um, with that, I also believe that what will come out of that before we start giving again to others and loving neighbors and near dwellers, so to speak, I believe is next levels of creativity and, um, and innovation. I mean, it is, it is of no surprise that, I mean, we've, we've, there are so many books on innovation that all, uh, you know, confirm that it, it comes about like nothing else when the pressure is on. When, when things get a little bit more desperate, we ha- human beings, we, we created after his image, and he's a creator. He's a lot of things, but one of the things God is, is he creates, and we are co-creators with him. And as an ambassadors of Christ, I believe we're going to go to the church. This is an opportunity for the church to innovate and to be creative, and to become creative more than ever before. And I believe it, it's, I'm really expecting that explosion of innovation and creativity. And I think a lot of, and a shifting of priorities. I think God's, when you're open to God in this season, I think God's going to speak to us individually that then will result in a, in a different corporate, corporate expression of the body. Yeah. And, I, and I think it is the case, you know, when a time like this will also expose in our own hearts some of our, our stuff, you know. It's a great time. I know the introverts are going, hey, it's just fantastic, you know. But don't worry, they, they're also going to start missing other people. And the extroverts are already trying to pull out their hair and finding ways to, well, that's why I look like this. But, you know, how do we connect with others? But it's going to expose some of the things in us because we, we'll just spend more time with ourselves. And I think it is a great place to really draw near to the Lord and to and to. But I'd encourage you to have a still practice some form of accountability with somebody, I think. That, that you know, Natasha and I and our family, we sat down and we, we said, now how are we going to do this? And what are our accountability? So that, so that we keep moving forward. Okay, let's talk about out. Now, physically, we're very limited. We can't move. But again, we've got such great stories from Scripture where people couldn't move. Last week, we spoke about Paul. That we, where they couldn't move to spread the gospel, but yet that doesn't stop the gospel. Because ultimately we, the Holy Spirit, you cannot put God in lockdown. You cannot lock God down. He's going to move. And, uh, but what is it that we can do? How do we respond so that we're not just doing well in ourselves, but that we're helping others? That we're spreading the word of the gospel, that we're spreading the kingdom 
through our actions. And, and uh, what have you observed and, again, experienced? And what's God saying to you, dear, perhaps during this time about the out? Anybody? Just You know what? I Last night, I don't know how many of you were able to sleep, but I was just not able to sleep. I was just thinking of all the people, you know, who makes their livelihood on a day-to-day -day basis, you know. And I was just at a stage felt overwhelmed. And then I just realized, you know what? I, I, we can feel overwhelmed by the need at this stage, but actually, God, if we all start thinking, what can I do, and what is the platform in front of me, and who's the people I have connection with, you know, and and I can give to them, you know, I can I can make sure that certain people have food, you know, um, I can make sure that I connect with people that is lonely. I know who's vulnerable people, who's lonely people. How can I reach out to them, you know? What is the talents that God has given me that I can use in that. I won't be able to do everything for everybody, but who has God put in front of me that I can work with, you know, and that helped me to just get over that overwhelming feeling, you know. I've got a testimony around that. So one of the young adults actually looked at who is in front of me, and she moved in with her mom during this time now, and they live in a complex where her uncles and aunts live there too, and she's just gone. She's a young adult. Her uncles and aunts and her parents are older, so she's going to do the shopping for them in this time, and that is practical love during this I'm time. I'm sure she's going to take their credit card and go no, shopping. Sure. It's, <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. But that's great. I mean, just to be aware like that, that's fantastic, you know. Yeah, it's, it's give, 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 give. Uh, it's, I had a similar problem last night when I heard about the lockdown. It's just the compassion that rose up within me, like, a, like the vulnerable people in our nation. I mean, it's different. I mean, I was born in a different kind of country. I'm not from here. I came here 15 years ago. And a lockdown in the one country is not the same as a lockdown in yeah. another country. Yeah. And in our country specifically, and everybody has their own emotions and they have the right to have their own feelings around their lockdown wherever you live in the world. But when it comes to South Africa or the African continent, I mean, the vulnerable are at risk. They, are, they, they, are, they, they might not even be aware at this stage, there might be people in South Africa um, that are not aware of all the messages that have gone out. Yeah. They are not aware of the real dangers of these things. They are not... And so... Um, I feel a little bit helpless, to be very honest with you. I feel like I, I want to do stuff, yeah. and there where I can, I will. And I will give, and I will, you know, um, whatever, whatever the need is, I need to, I need to jump into that, into that uh, and, and get on board. But um, I, I, one thing is for sure that I'm going to go in overdrive when it comes to prayer and intercession. But it feels to me like such a, it's such a, it's, it is the thing to do, but it's at the same time, my hands are itching. I want to do things. Yeah. So it's maybe my nature as well. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can, watching this at home, maybe you can identify with that. But I, so I don't have real answers other than I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just be on the lookout for an opportunity. I, I need to be sharp and yeah. on the lookout for an opportunity. Yeah. I think that's where that creativity that you're talking about is really going to start happening in people's hearts, you know, to put that before the Lord and say, Lord, give me creative ideas. Do I, do I leave food at my gate for people? You right. know, how, right. how do I, do I go shop for my mom and dad? You know, do I, how, what is some of those things that's that it. I can do, you know? So I think that creativity is really going to yeah. stir in us. I think uh, if I think about it for me, it's, it's very, 
close with the people that, that are always in our, in our home. We are in a privileged position whereby you have someone that helps you in your home um, to, to look after your home and somebody to look after your yard. And so it's an opportunity to also make a difference there. You know, they can't come to work anymore, yeah. you know, but you can contribute something towards, towards them. You can offer something. And so for me and my wife, we were just talking about it again last night after the president's speech to say, perhaps, you know, even if it's just half of what they would yeah. get, just to assist in this time with what the little that we may have to give. And so it's an opportunity to, to do that. I also think that this is a, it's a great opportunity, you know, hearing from the president yesterday about the solidarity, yeah, yeah, solidarity.co.za exactly. website where you can contribute towards something greater than where you are at and it extends far wider than you can. And so those are the opportunities that we are granted by by our government and our context currently. You yeah. know what is you know what's cool? You can't make plans the next yeah. three weeks. Yeah. And if I look at the life of Jesus, like I'm sure he had some plans in those three and a half years. But the thing is, he continuously, like John 5, John 12, I can only do what I see my father doing. Yeah. So the question is, like, Gerben, what do you see your father doing in heaven? I can only say what I hear my father saying. No, I don't have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people, but I have online platforms and I have, you know. But, but, but this, this thing of Jesus being 100% in the moment, yeah. just in that moment, like somebody is touching me or I see a need, and yeah. does my Father in Heaven want me to respond to that or not? And I think that spiritual alertness, alertness that does excite me. Yeah. So I think you'll agree with us that we certainly feel, I know last night after I felt the heaviness of what the president was saying. But we can't be in a space where that leaves us feeling overwhelmed and that we can't do. We do the bit we can and then allow the Lord to take us further and to lead us, every one of us. We can do things at this time. As a church, we'll definitely contribute to the Solidarity Fund. And, and, and we're going to be in that space and every place where we can to help, we, we're going we're to be helpful. But a lot of it can't be done from the church, the organized the church, the, 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 you know, the church capital C. It has to come from the church lowercase c, from you, the church in the world, the salt and the light. And who knows what God can do during this time. I'm fully expected that the church is growing during this time. We each will be growing as followers of Jesus, but the church together is going to reach further. You cannot put the church under lockdown because you cannot put God under lockdown. So as we end our time together, I thought perhaps I want to just drop these three discussion points or questions in your, in your midst. And as a family, we've heard from some of our families are saying they're having a great time of discussion after the service. And uh, perhaps these are some of the things that you can consider or even on your own if you're not, or with somebody else in your community group or that you have connection with. Just what, what should your rhythm of life be during this time of the lockdown? What are the disciplines that you've got to keep going? The disciplines of the heart. The, the practices, the, the spiritual disciplines. How are you going to practice the, the things that will cause you to grow with the Lord? This is a great time. You're going to have time to do this. Talk with someone about your spiritual disciplines and, and let's be accountable to each other. So can you consider just talking to somebody about what your disciplines of the ups going to be during this time? Let's think about in. Who are the people you need to connect with? Who are the people that you need to draw from? I know there's lots of stuff on, on the media available and sermons and everything. And it's great. Make use of what you feel to do. 
But make sure you connect with certain people that know you, that can check up on you, that can ask you how you're doing. It, we can't just have a one-way stream of information that we get. Information doesn't lead to transformation. Transformation comes through relationships that bring us into the wisdom of God. So have relationships. Who are the people you can connect with and grow with during this time? Talk about that. And then the last thing is, who's God putting in front of you? Who's God putting in your path to reach out to, to, to take care of, to look over in your immediate family, in your immediate circles of friends, and perhaps even beyond? Like LH was saying, you know, how can you look after the people that work with you, your staff? Can you consider to continue to pay them at least a good portion of their salary, if, if, even if they can't come to work? What are the things that we can do? We want to get through this stronger together. We want to get through this as a nation. And I, I agree with what the president says. We're going to be better after this as a nation. So can we close in a word of prayer and we just pray with you, just right where you are, families, individuals, and whenever you watch this service. Thank you for engaging with us, just by the way, on all of our platforms. We had, I think we've far over 3,000, close to 4,000 views on all our platforms over the last week, up until now. It's been fantastic. And the comments we've received and the support, we really value it. And we're going to continue. Remember, 9.30, next Sunday, we'll be here every Sunday on all our social media platforms and on Impact Radio 103 FM. And then on, on Good Friday, we'll also have services, not on 103 FM, but on the social media platforms. And please, can I also ask you, I know we've taken up the offering earlier in this service, but we need to continue to do what we do as a church. And please, as you can, I know many of you are experiencing pressure, but as you can, be faithful to the Lord in your giving and support your local church and, and, and may the Lord bless you. But then, let's pray together, guys. Lord, we just want to thank you for this moment that we can share together. Thank you for encouraging each other and strengthening each other. Lord, we ask that you would by your spirit help each of us to do well during this time, to grow as disciples, to move forward, to take new ground in our own hearts, in our own homes, and even beyond that, Father, we trust you. Thank you for every person in our community that is seeking you in this time and being prepared to be used by you. I pray that you will bless them we pray for your hand of healing upon us in Jesus' name. May you protect us and keep us safe as a nation, Lord. We pray that the measures of the lockdown and the testings that are being done, that, that those measures will be effective, Lord. That this virus will not spread rampantly through this nation. We pray for that, Lord. We, we thank you for our leaders that have made the tough decisions quickly. And we, and, and we pray that you would work with us, Lord, in this time and all the measures that have happened. And, and we pray for our safety. We pray for every person to just feel and to know that they are in your hands during this time. We love you, Lord, and we want to love you even more in this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Thank you guys for joining me this today and sharing on your hearts. And, and uh, may the Lord bless you. Amen. <laughs>